and, and I'm saying as straight men, uh, we supposed to be standing with DJ Academics against the LGBT community demanding a apology. I got so much backlash for saying that. I speak strategically. If I'm responding to a threat or I'm, I'm, I'm secretly trying to threat, I make a threat in the name of self-defense. Yeah. But he came out as a man that'll do that to you. There was no backlash. Just think if DJ Academic was a big penitentiary dude, one of them big gangsters, and, and vowed to do that to somebody from the LGBT community. They would shut him down. I saw what was going on. I look at this and say, right is right, wrong is wrong. He wrong, act right. Nobody's standing with right. Everybody's trying to cheer on something that would destroy academics. They trying to get him to fight a, 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 a funk. Replace the F and put a P. My son, my son raps. His name is Tut Tarantino. Wait, what? My son, right? He, he's a, What's his name? He, he raps under Tut Tarantino. His real name is Elijah Irvin. Okay. But listen, get this out, get this out. I swear, if you go on iTunes and listen to him, he raps about some of the hardest stuff <laughs> in the world. Say fuck out the front, say fuck it, I'm robbing the plug. Take, take all this shit, let them know what it was. That's how I go when you fall with a thug. You grew up in a 20,000 square foot gated community home. Where does this stuff come from? I want to get rid of the unions. SAG has done nothing. Check this out. I made 12,000. Hey, yo, check this out. I think I mentioned this. Either I mentioned this with my homeboy a couple days ago. I'm going to send this to him so he can listen to this. Because uh, I was talking to him about Terrence Howard from Hustle and Flow only getting 12 bands to play that role. Now, you guys know what Hustle and Flow did. And I laughed and I told my homeboy, you know, um, <laughs> I laughed and told my homeboy, you know, uh, Three Six Mafia got more money than, you know, Terrence Howard for Hustle and Flow. He's like, how? I mean, they won a Grammy. It's a Grammy. They had a Grammy Award song, Hard Out Here for a Pimp. You know what I'm saying? That's Three Six Mafia. <laughs> they did my man 30. Listen to this shit. Listen. Dollars for doing Hustle and Flow. And then on top of it, what Paramount did, instead of putting my name as Terrence Howard performing the, the songs, right. they put performed by DJ. Well, they own DJ. So guess what? The performance royalties went to Paramount. They, Wait so a minute. We're they didn't go to Terrence Howard. Howard. They went to... All, that's all I ever made from Hustle and Flow. Everything else went right back into Paramount. So now I got to sue Paramount or send them a letter. Are you serious? I got to send them a letter letter to say, hey, you guys owe me about 20 years worth of residuals and, and performance royalties. But I didn't know. I was just, right, trying, to, right, I was just right. trying to pay my rent then. I made $6,000 doing, doing Crash. Crash didn't... $6,000. Yes, that's right. That's right. The business don't pay actors anything. The crazy thing is, right, Crash, from what I remember, was a popular movie. A lot of people were talking about that movie. Hustle and flow. I mean, shit. Hollywood is being exposed, man. Hollywood is being exposed. I'm letting y'all know that right now. We got an episode. You know, it's um, 9.17 a.m. I got work today. I told y'all I was going to be focusing more on the morning shows, which is why I'm starting this this early. Tonight shouldn't be any events. <coughs> But don't hold me to that. Work-wise, there shouldn't be any events tonight. So because there's no events, 
I should be able to start at the reasonable time of 6.15, 6.30 until about 8.15, 8.30. But before we get started, I'm going to play the disclaimer. We're going we gonna to bang out some beats. We're going to bang out one beat. And then we're going to get shit cracking. Disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. I want to listen to this beat because this beat was made around this time before December, if not just the beginning of December. Art Gallery Part 2. Don't be confused with Art Gallery 1. I think a lot of the a lot of the instrumentals that I made that I put on SoundCloud, I just never gotten I never bought the uh, what do they call it? The premium account or VIP account, which I'm going to have to eventually <coughs> because I want to be able to put all my music there. So the people who listen, who like the music, you can go check it out on um, SoundCloud. But let's get it. Hey, we need that. We need that energy. Early morning. We need that energy. I think it's like December 2021. I think this could be two years ago. My favorite part is coming up, man. Favorite part is coming up. High keys right here. Hey. Uh. It's the vibe. By the way, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's the 30th of November. And November is almost gone. Alright. I got my herbal iced tea today. We got the herbal iced tea today, guys. And I still got the amp on deck. got the amp on deck too. I might pour that into the herbalized thing. They get real wicked. You dig?
We need to build a wall. done that last one in a while Brrr. all right <laughs> all right jersey judah it's thursday the 30th of november december is already approaching christmas time has been approaching and i'm back another episode another edition of the crimson capsule Chapel, all right. So I've been I've been planning this for about I don't know twelve hours I guess twelve hours ago I came up with this plan. No, not even uh, thirteen hours ago. Because I'm like, hey, with work, and yesterday was kind of like random because I had got paid. I got paid. This is this was crazy. I had I had got paid. I had to go to the gas station because I was looking at my tank and I just wasn't sure if I would be able to make it back and still record. So I'm like, fuck it. I drove to the gas station last night while on clock, by the way, because I'm a thug. I'm a thug. So I go to the gas station, get like 30. I'm like, you'll put 30 in the tank. You know what I'm saying? My shit went over like half. I'm like, God damn, gas prices must have went down because shit never did that in the past. Or the nigga gave me too much gas on accident. But I had to, I had to drive back to the job after getting gas. By the time I was going to record or start recording, it was already like what? I think 645, maybe like seven o'clock. So I only did like an hour and 30 minutes last night, which for you guys that know, I'm known, like, if y'all listened, y'all would hear three-hour-long podcast episodes, which, to the people that listen to those, salute. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking then. Recording three hours straight. And then having to wait, like, 35 minutes for everything to upload. At that time, it was Anchor. Not trying to do that anymore. I'm letting y'all know that right now. But today is different. You know why? It's not even 9.30 a.m., but I'm here. Ready to get shit cracking as usual. Um, man, I, I don't even want to start. Like, we got shit. We got a lot of things to go over. It may not seem like a lot of things. But, you know, it is a lot of things Um, for the AM. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're exposing the business. We're exposing the industry. Okay, (laughs) we're exposing the man. All right. Nah, dead ass, though, we're going to be going through some weird, wild shit. Shout out to Playback. This is a video from Playback, I think, seven or eight months ago. The title caught my caught my attention and I was like, wait a second, this ain't real. This ain't life. This can't be the industry. 
But instead, <clears throat> I ran into a video called Rappers Sell Their Souls and Do Butt Stuff. I'm not being facetious. I'm not, you know, that's what the video is called. And actually, it was a quote. Quote, rappers sell their souls and do butt stuff, end quote. Only in America. Only in America. This is absolutely insane. Uh, then we're going to jump into uh, more shit because I want to piss y'all liberals off. You know niggas for Trump is a real thing. You know blacks for Trump is a real thing. You now know it. All right. Oh, niggas thought I was playing seven, eight months ago. Oh, yeah. When Trump gets indicted, when, when Trump gets when Trump gets the mugshot, blacks are going to fuck with Trump. And what the fuck happened? What happened? It's not good, man. News host shocked to hear blacks for Trump is real. Blacks for Trump is gaining major steam. Major. So we got Doc Rich playback for this episode. You dig? This is close to 30 minutes. But guess what? It's all good. I got time, baby. I got time today. You know, if I got to do two 45 minute segments to get through these videos, I'm going to do that. You dig? And tonight is going to be the same shit. But except, like I said, <clears throat> with this scheduling that that they have me on, well, not even the scheduling, whatever, whatever events that they have planned. <clears throat> sadly enough, I usually learn about these events the last minute. <clears throat> so I'm usually held back by a little. But as long if I'm held back by a little and I have most done, I'll still usually do two hours. I'll just have to rush everything when I'm done working, which I don't I don't really care. I mean, I have to done it. I have to rush everything when I'm done the podcast. But by that time, I'm already like 85 percent done what I do. You see what I mean? I don't like having a lot of hair. You know why? I want to tell you all as a black, you have a lot of hair and it's an afro. And my hair, my hair grows idiotic like i wish i could take a picture of my hair right now and just like it, it looks crazy and if i'm drinking something you know hair always falls in my drink it's just like i need a lid for everything i drink a straw but i wouldn't change it for the world i love the afro um i love the people who've had afros some of the iconic people Jimi Hendrix, all, all the legends, Bob Marley with the fucking infamous, huge fucking rising sun afro. Um, the afro for me is where it's at. Um, it's just problems like, you know, maintaining the shit because like I've been growing this shit for like two years now. I've been growing my hair for like two years. And for most people who get for most people who got a lot of hair. For black people who got a lot of hair, we have something called shrinkage. So if I grab my hair right now, if I grab a strand of my head and pulled it up, it would be higher than the rest of my hair. Because as my hair grows, it gets more compressed. So if I don't pick my hair or if I don't relax it every now and then, I get I'll get my hair relaxed, not permed. People relaxed, um, just to keep the shit, you know in one piece, man, because this shit is looking crazy. So I, I got to get some, uh, I got to get some hair products. 
Hey, yo, by the way, just a quick, quick tip for those out there growing hair. Y'all might go out there and get that thick, nasty ass hair shit that's supposed to grow your shit out. Don't grab that. You want to grab raw, natural castor oil and avocado oil. I'm going to say this again because like a lot of y'all, white, women, especially black women, y'all trying to grow y'all shit out. Castor oil, avocado oil. Mix it. Or what I do is I get the regular, you know, you get the regular, uh, what do they call that shit? You know, the hair grease, the blacks, the blacks, you know, the hair grease that got like the little, the products in it, the little, uh, like particles in it. You want to get hair grease like that and mix the avocado oil and the canola oil and and, and you want to mix it. You might even want to put it in the refrigerator for a bit so it can kind of have a form to it. Uh, but that's going to work. That's going to grow your shit out. You know, that's going to take care of all of the problems. You know, the, maybe your shit is damaged a little bit, sun damage and all that. You know, the castor oil, avocado oil goes in. All right. I'm just trying to help my people. All right. Because y'all be. Y'all should be fucked up. Like, yo, I'll be I'll be out out and about in the public. And niggas know me. I, I roll solo, so I don't trust people. So I'm always to myself. I'll be at like the bank. Uh, I haven't been to the bank in a while. I'll be at like the grocery store. I'll be seeing bitches all just wild, bro. Y'all got your hair wrapped up, bonnets on. Like, what are y'all doing, man? Anyway, um, rappers is doing a lot of uh, suspect things. Playback is going to explain. Shout out to Playback on YouTube. And without further ado, let's jump in to this monstrous episode. You dig? This industry is not what it seems to be. Listen, no way, I'm not listening to this nigga. <laughs> now, what? All right, all right. Let me explain this quickly, because I, I usually disagree with these guys a lot, but I still find a lot of things that they say to be entertaining. So six nine was um, exposing the industry on DJ Academics platform. Now, a lot of y'all know who 6ix9ine is. A lot of y'all should know who DJ Academics is, a.k.a. King Academics and the Academy on YouTube. 6ix9ine was actually saying a lot of facts, and they're kind of playing it off, which kind of bothers me because it's one of the only real things that 6ix9ine has ever said about how the music, how how the industry and the music industry <clears throat> already has their people hand-selected. If you heard about the information that's going on recently where there was this big rumor that, you know, rappers and um, I called it a rapper recession, where it's like a lot of the labels aren't really looking for talent. Either because they already have their investments in the talent that they have or they just don't see the potential of artists today. Which says a lot, because it's not to say that none of these people who aren't signed talented. In fact, it can be argued that the people who are unsigned happen to be more talented than the people who are signed, because the people who are signed got to go along with the guidelines and the rules to maintain the money and the fame and the celebrity status that they have. Hopefully, y'all keeping up with me. I, I hope I'm not speaking too fast. But what 6 9 was doing was he was he was pretty much saying, hey... The game's rigged. 
he's pretty much telling you, he was pretty much telling you, I, I was selected. I was selected. And he said, it, the way he said it, it's, it made him sound cocky, but he was being honest. He was saying, even if y'all, he said, even if y'all better than me, right? Like, yo, even, even if y'all better than me, y'all not going to get to where I'm at because I'm selected. That's 6 9 That's what 6 9 said. But anyway. I am not listening to this nigga 6 9 <laughs> 6 9 boy. He's having a field day right now because of Gunner and Thug, man. He's having a field day. Oh, oh yeah? He's having a field nah, day. Nah, I didn't hear what he's been saying. He's like another another gangster that's out here snitching, man. Right on. Man. Wow. He's having <laughs> Now, what I'm about to say right now <coughs> may not sit well with y'all, especially with y'all hip hop heads, right? Because I'm a hip hop head, but I don't really listen to this like wave. Um, six nine made a point when he said what he said, not about the industry, but about the whole uh, YSL situation. Because 6ix9ine is already not liked, people were excited to know that 6ix9ine snitch. You know why? Because now they can hate him. Now they can outright hate him and everybody else agrees. Here's the issue. Gunner allegedly did the same thing, but not, not really. Because allegedly the things that he spoke on had nothing to do with the case that was going on with YSL. Which is why I guess he was let go. But he came back, made music. <coughs> Where's his album? Let's see where his album's at. I'm on my academic shit right now, alright? Let's see, let's see where his album sells is at. I'm saying all this to say that regardless of what Gunner allegedly did, he was able to go into the industry and do what he does still and make a lot of money and sell a lot of tickets and lost a lot of weight. Shout out to Gunner. Gunner looks very healthy. You know, when he came in, chubby street nigga, hood nigga, y'all know the chubby hood niggas are dangerous. They're not fighting. They're shooting. Um, they're not running. So, so they, they're, they're like, they're more, they're more liable to crash out because they don't have any option. Niggas are shooting from the door. Um, let's see. Gunner album sells. All right. Let's look up Gunner's album sells. Um, I got to turn my brightness up because I have my battery save mode on. I got to exit my bank. I'm, I'm on. I'm on my bank site and everything. I'm bugging, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, commercial performance in the United in the United States. A gift and a curse debuted at number three. Number three on the Billboard 200 charts, earning eighty five thousand album equivalent units, including one thousand in pure album sales in its first week. This became Gunner's fifth top 10 album in total, with four out 
of the five credited to him on the chart. I had no idea that Gunna was really that nigga. Music-wise, I had no idea. So what 6ix9ine was proven was the industry is, in a lot of ways, hypocritical. They're selective politicking. Well, we don't know. We don't know Gunna. Gunna's not from our hood. All right. Six nine is not from your hood either. Well, he's from the East Coast. We got to hold him accountable. Wait, what? Huh? A few day, bro. You want to listen to six nine? That's crazy. Listen, this is a rapper. You got two hundred followers. I bet you there's rappers in here right now that can rap way better than you. You can't. You can rap way better than me. You will never be where I'm at because this industry is rigged. It's rigged. There you go. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny? People at that time, people were so big on people. People were so big on six nine falling off one way or another. So, like I said, once the nigga got caught ratting, once he got caught ratting, his credibility ceased to exist. But here's the thing: six nine, he he might be a rat. But he's a smart rat. He took his ass to the Dominican Republic and he started making music out there. And people out in the DR, they fuck with 6ix9ine. D- Yo. Hold up, hold up. I even gonna look it up. He did a song with some uh with one of them uh DR niggas, right? One of the Dominican niggas out there, right? Shit got like 15 million views, my nigga. Like one of the videos got like 15 million views. Come on, man. And that was in like the first month. Nigga, come on. So people laughed at 6ix9ine. It's like the humiliation ritual. It's like the humiliation ritual. It's not even the feds that came to him. It was probably uh, the powers that be. They're like, hey, we need you to give up these people. If you want to continue to have a career, to continue to be successful. Now, what's funny is a lot of the conspiracy theorists will say, well, he didn't get nobody killed. That's not the point. He still sacrificed his squad. That's still considered a sacrifice. Just because the people did this, because the people didn't die doesn't mean that they weren't sacrificed. Doesn't mean that they weren't handed over to the government. And that's what 6ix9ine did. And I think... He got way too, his ego got way too big for his level of success. And you know, the feds is always watching, especially when you're a major rap artist who claims blood and who has nothing but street niggas with him. I mentioned this a while back with the hip hop police. Well, not the hip hop police, rap sheets, the documentary about the dossier that has that had most of the rappers from New York and California and one book and Atlanta, too, I think. And and Texas, a couple other places, a couple hop a hotbeds with hip hop artists where there's a lot of hip hop artists like Houston and like Texas was huge during like, you know, um, Swisher House, you know, uh, Chameleon Air, Paul Wall. Uh, Slim Thug, 
um, uh, Little Kiki, uh, all these other niggas, Scarface, Zero, all these niggas from Texas were all in that doc. They're in that dossier too. You don't think Six Nine had his own? Six Nine probably had his own book of shit, just a dossier of everything. <clears throat> it, it was it was one guy that was the driver. If you guys can remember, and trust me, I remember this shit because this shit was hilarious. When Six Nine was allegedly kidnapped by by real niggas, right? No need to, no need for names by real niggas. <clears throat> the driver was a federal informant. So while they got 6ix9ine in the back and they allegedly pistol whipping him and all this crazy shit, the nigga that's driving nervously is a fed. He's a glowy. But here's the question I ask. Did 6ix9ine not know that that driver was a fed? So you got to start asking yourself a question, right? Like if a rapper sells out or not even sell out, if a rapper snitches or if a rapper sacrifices his team, right? He had to be given that proposition years or maybe even a year before the shit took place. This is what I believe. Granted, he felt very close to his team. And trust me, his team felt felt very close to him because they were the one profited off of him. If money wasn't the issue, that guy would have never had that red bandana on. He would have never been around them street niggas. Because people talk bad about 6ix9ine all you want. The niggas that 6ix9ine rolled with, they were real niggas. They were street niggas. You know what I mean? And they validated him because he was worth money. This is extortion. This is This is friendly. This is kind of like... This kind of like a passive aggressive form of extortion, right? Oh yeah, you're with us now. So you can you can rep us and do that. We we just need a cut. We just need a cut. And 6ix9ine at the time, he was thinking like, damn, this is where it's at. I mean, everybody's blooded up here. Everybody's thugging. I need that image. I need I need the sales. Cause that's how the nigga was thinking. Let's be real. Because I listened to a lot of Takashi's music before the whole six nine rainbow shit, and it really wasn't bad. It was it was still it was good music. He didn't need all the. Honestly, I think what really threw niggas off was just the rainbow shit in general. Like niggas was not used to seeing that. And the first, what's the first thing a nigga's gonna say when they see a rainbow? Let's be honest. I'm black. We gonna say nigga that's gay. What's that? What's the nigga with the rainbow shit? I don't care how deep this hip-hop shit go. Niggas ain't letting gay niggas spit bars like that. We just not. Respectfully. Respectfully. For the culture, we just not letting um, Rainbow Power Rangers spit bars. We're not letting that happen. We got to protect the culture at all costs. I'm telling you. Yo, hear me out when I tell you. I speak facts. I'm in the industry. I'm trying to tell you how this game is 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 is, is marketed. Like I'm, I'm I'm trying to tell you. Yo, the labels tell you. Listen, you have to sit down with Spotify. Sit down with Apple. You have to. And what he's talking about, <clears throat> he's talking about his handlers. 
Now, I know that word is used a lot in the conspiracy theory world, but let me just explain what a handler is. A handler is a person that personally plans your day out. Your handler plans out your day. Okay, bro, you got you got an interview with um, Hot 97, and then we got to enter. We got to go over to Sirius, and we got to work with a couple labels there. Uh, Shade Four Five. We going over there after we checking out Sway. The next morning, Sway in the morning. Shout out to all of them, by the way. That's the handler's responsibility. Handler goes, <clears throat> we want you to go and speak to this uh, platform. You can't really deny them because they're connected to the people that sign your check. So you can you can say you're not doing it all you want. You're just not going to have any fucking money. Do this interview. You have to. So if you don't want to, you have to. You have to go see this person and sit down and talk to them. You have to go and do this. You have to. Yo, you can take the boxes. Literally, you can say, I don't feel like doing that. I don't even like that person. You have to. You're a puppy. Oh. You don't know one thing. Now. Once again, I'm sure they're not going to give any credit to 6ix9ine because why would they? I get it. Whatever. But um, for a person to make the money that he's making to say what he's saying, it's pretty stupid. But at the same time, this is after. Is this before or after the fact that he snitched? I don't remember. No, this is after. This is after. Because if he's talking about Gunner, then, yeah, this is definitely after the time. Um, So, of course, he's just trying to. I guess he's just trying to give, you know, the industry the finger on the way out because this is right. This isn't right before, but this was around the time when he started um, hooking up with the uh, with the rapper from uh, DR. Forgot his name. Couldn't pronounce it anyway. I'm black. I don't speak Spanish. The only words that I know is basura. All right. That's the only word I know. Let's keep going. Just thought about six nine almost he's unless six nine is still lying to us all of the like sexual things that happen in the rap industry he's never said anything about it you know how they say like how certain rap um executives play with your booty hole he's mm. never said anything about them playing with your booty hole what <laughs> Man, what are you talking about? He, if, if somebody would have exposed it, it would have been him. And I'm going to keep it honest. A buck with you, I actually would believe him. If he had said that, yo, I had to go to Spotify or Apple and they had to play with my booty hole so I can be on playlist, I would believe him. Whoa, but he said whoa, 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 like, why, why did it go, whoa, whoa. Anybody where, hearing this boy? Where are you hearing? Where are you Yo. Hearing? You never heard, like, in the rap industry for you to get ahead? You might have to give somebody a head? You never heard that? No. <laughs> what? First of all, the other nigga that never heard of that before, I think you're lying or you're just poorly uneducated. <clears throat> because even in a joking sense, it's it was used, like... Yeah, man, niggas, you know, niggas getting, nigga got to get fucked to get into the game. Now, people at first thought that it meant you got to, you got to get financially fucked. They got to do something. You got to do whatever. Niggas didn't think it was anything sexual. Um, but yeah, shit's been going on. I <coughs> And I'm not, I'll never say this shit is going on legit. Like I'm saying it's always been a thing, right? It's all, and, and, and 
it wasn't until recently, and I'm not even talking about the Cassie situation. I'm talking about, you know, the people that brought these situations up where years before this shit happened, people were saying like, yeah, there's, you know, sex parties, sex cults, masquerade parties, eyes wide shut. You know what I mean? A lot of gay shit going down. But everybody who would say that would be looked at a certain way. You know what I mean? Oh, you're just jealous. It's like, now you're seeing it, and now people are mentioning it more, and now uh, you have Diddy's head of security going out, um, willing to expose everything, what what was going on with Diddy. So, it's, it's a lot of weird, spooky things going on, and keep in mind, this isn't recent. This is, of course, eight months ago, because the 6 9 shit is at least two years prior, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, because that means you came with your butt. Whoa. No, 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 <laughs> no, because I feel like we gotta we gotta put it out there. You know what I mean? And I think I think a lot of no listen. No, listen, because I feel like that's not what he meant, by the way. No, no, listen. I'm not saying what he meant. I'm just saying in general because I feel like a lot of people I had like two record deals, right? And they wanted your butt? Yeah. Yo, stop. Yo, stop. What type of question is that? G. G. G, G, violation. Dang. They wanted to play with your butt? Oh my God, bro. They want to play in your anus? Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 Why are you gay? <laughs> Yo! Like you playing your butt? It doesn't feel real, bro. Yo! This <laughs> friend was so concerned. No! Hey, 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 shout out to Ack. Yo, when, when, yo, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, fucking, fucking Diddy had an IG video with fucking uh, Meek Mill, right? And he's calling him daddy and shit. Like, yo, that shit was wild, bro. That shit was wicked. First of all, if you're a grown-ass man calling a nigga daddy, oh my goodness, what is going on, bro? The industry is cooked right now. The industry is fried <laughs> Shit is crazy. Yeah, so you mean tell me this one nigga here? That was his experience. I had like two record deals, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted your butt? Yeah. They wanted your butt? <laughs> this nigga said, yo, like I would clip that, but it's too it's too low. This nigga is crazy. They wanted your butt? Yo, what the fuck? Hey, hold on. He said, yo, hold on. <laughs> Slut. Yeah, what happened? You was fucking with G with it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, 50, no, no. Can't allow it, no. No, uh-uh. 50 ain't doing that shit. Yo, cut it out. I Jimmy Iveen ain't doing that shit. Cut it out, bro. Stop. I ain't gonna lie. I told, I told y'all before, I gave y'all the story about Jimmy Iveen and why I like Jimmy Iveen. He passed a lot of mentorship down to Dre, in which he passed a lot of mentorship down to Eminem, and then Eminem passed a lot of the mentorship down to 50. And 50 attempted to do the same for G-Unit, which is weird. You think about it, he kind of broke that cycle. And I'm not saying 50's not mentoring people. He probably mentoring thousands of people. I'm not taking nothing from 50. I'm not believing this uh, zesty shit going on with G-Unit. I'm just not going to fucking believe it. Jesus, okay. It's not even funny. I'm keeping it real, right? It's not even funny now. Whoa. I'm not a homosexual. I've never been a homosexual. That nigga said, I'm not a homosexual. He said that from the gate. Like, yo, keep that gay shit away, nigga. Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 Hold up. Why are you gay? That's what he asked. That's what he asked the execs. Like, wait, you want to play in my butt? Why are you gay? Ugh. Ay ay ay. That's despicable, bro. That's fucking treacherous. I'm not believing it. What? Wait, what happened? Yo. Is, you see no butt after that last point. You you period that and then you yeah, go on to the next sentence. No, I mean, but listen, no, but listen, what I'm saying is, you know, they proposition you. They do things indirectly. Like they might send a stylus at you. Ooh. Right? Yeah, listen. Yeah. They might send a stylus at you. And the stylus is. Being on extra tight, listen, homie, we ain't doing that. Or they might invite you to a party. You mentioned a party. Party? Oh, my God. Diddy's everywhere. Diddy's everywhere. I told y'all niggas, Diddy's around New York like a villain roaming Gotham City. This nigga's a Batman villain. Yo, stop, though. This shit crazy. This shit crazy. This, and this is um, uh, Math Hoffa, right? Math Hoffa, his uh podcast and shit. He got cracking with his with his team over there. Known battle rapper. Got other niggas there. They all battle rap. They black. You know, they sit around in the barbershop. Real nigga shit. I real give it to him. It is a real nigga vibe. I real I really like the setting. They're literally inside of a barbershop. So, it, as a as a black, it does not get more niggerish than that. Okay, niggas at the barbershop. And the thing about the, but this is this is how I feel about these conversations. Who's allowing them to give to, to have those conversations? And what I mean by that is, you in a spotlight, so you're being seen by hundreds and thousands of people, and you have access to hundreds and thousands of dollars. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's not enough money for niggas to approach you. Yeah, but it's enough money to for you to be introduced to you, to them, for you to know who the fuck they are. You have enough. And what I'm saying is, and this podcast talked about a lot of weird shit going on in the industry. But this is like, this is not like a 
Preteens YouTube channel. This is a YouTube channel with hundreds and thousands of subscribers, if I'm not mistaken. So now everybody's being exposed to a lot of to a lot of these conspiracies, and that's what I would call them. Um, there no there no th- theories to them. When people are telling you, I I was signed. I had people that want to sign me, and they do crazy shit. Then we should probably listen to them. At the very least, we should listen to them. And then any other judgment about it, we can kind of save till the conclusion. You know what I mean? And there's no bitches there. It's a sausage party. Yeah, he's right. And they laughing. They laughing. Yash Kara. Salute to Yash Kara. He was talking about this shit 15, damn near 15 years ago, man. Damn near 15 years, probably before that. This is from when I, when I started listening. He was bringing up all these sex parties and shit. And I would just laugh. Like, yeah, this nigga shot out. Yo, know, something wrong with this nigga, yo. Know? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Then I kept listening. I'm like, yo. Shit making a little bit more sense. You know, it's kind of like one of the... It's like listening to me, right? You probably start listening. You go like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? You know what I mean? What the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Then I start heating up. Then you start getting it. Like, oh, okay. It only take one episode. You know what I mean? They got booty bandits. I'm just going to tell you this straight up. I'm going to tell you this nigga. I'm going to tell y'all niggas this straight up. They got booty bandits. You know what I mean? And they willing. And and their whole motive is to try to get the people who are desperate and the people who want to be signed so bad that they'll essentially do anything. And they can tell by looking at these people because they dealt with hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who are trying to get signed. I'm talking about these A&Rs. I'm talking about the head execs. I'm talking about the movers and shakers, the niggas that that really get to a bag that you know nothing about. And there's something there is something admirable, not about what they do, but how they do it and not even their crime. I mean, the fact that they can make money behind a desk and have millions of dollars and nobody really knows them in the public eye. They can just blend in with everybody, but they're the ones that realistically go home to a Ferrari, go home to whatever the fuck they got, you know, the old school Porsches, you know, with the fried back, uh, uh, the fried back rear. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. The old school Porsches. Oh my God. Pull up in the Elon with the Elon joint with the fucking um Did that nigga come out with that car yet? Yeah, he showed um just a high thought. They showed uh Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan had interviewed um Elon Musk. Well he Elon I think he interviewed him several times. I, I guess they're buddies now. But at first it was just tension. I don't know what it was for. It was some dumb shit. But um a previous time he had showed up. Um, he had, he was talking about his car and shit. Y'all see that big ass car, like a steel SUV type shit. I ain't gonna lie. The shit look hard though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold y'all. That shit does look hard. Um, Joe Rogan was like, yo, you think, you think your car could handle, uh, one of my arrows? He's like, what do you mean? Like like if I shoot an arrow at it, you you think it's going to like, you know, handle that? It's not going to get, you know, damaged. He's like, nah, man, you want to try it now? We can try it now. That's how he said it. You know how Elon is. We can try it now. 
Shout out to Elon Musk, by the way. He told Disney and all them niggas to go fuck themselves. So I, I already knew the gangsterism in that. The niggas don't give a fuck. That's why I like Trump. That's why I like Elon Musk. These are white boys that don't give a fuck. And Elon's African. Don't forget that. Elon is more African than most black people in this country. That is facts. Facts. Fuck out of here. Facts. Elon Musk is more African than most American blacks in this country. And that's facts. Elon was going in on Disney. He was like, man, they can go fuck themselves. You know, go fuck yourself. That's how he said it. Those are the only people that talk like that. Those are the only people I deal with. I don't got time dealing with these cookie cutter conservatives. Limousine liberals. Got no time to deal with them. Yeah, this, this guy is crazy. And he's reading the signs completely wrong. There's no way. He's like, we're going to makeup? Oh, I can't. I can't. At makeup. They get a little too touchy at makeup. Yo. I don't feel comfortable. You going to wardrobe? Uh-uh. Then we take my clothes off. You know what I find funny? And I think these guys kind of dig themselves in a hole, right? Now, this conversation was about women. Would they still have the same joking matter? Of course not. These guys praise and pedestalize women. That's why I really don't go over anything of them when they talk about women. Um, also, like I said, the situation could actually be going on. So would they be considered insensitive for the situation? Now, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger. I'm just asking a question. Because, of course, when academics, and he was making a lot of jokes, that shit was funny. He was frying Diddy and Cassie. That shit had me in tears, bro. And this was before all the shit was even, like, put out on the table. And then when it was put out there, he had to, like, step back a bit. Which I get it. I understand. But fuck it. Jokes are jokes, man. But if these guys were sitting back talking about Cassie's situation and how Cassie was just beat the fuck up and all this shit, and they was laughing about that, or Cassie had to take a dozen dicks at one of the freak-offs, this wouldn't end well. But they'll take luxury They'll take luxury over a black man getting raped, though. They'll take luxury over a black man getting dug out in order to be successful. We got to start pointing this shit out. And it's not about, it's not about pointing the blame. It's about making a point. You see what I'm saying? Um, like I said, if this was targeted towards women and this was a joke towards women, their channel would be down immediately. There wouldn't be no notifications like, hey, we're going to put your channel down. If you don't do this, no, it's out. Lights out. No warnings. No warnings. Just like how they got my channels out. Yo, I have I have all this smoke in my car. And I had to let all the smoke out. My car, with people that drive by must think that my car is on fire. It is. I'm smoking fire. All right, put my windows back up. That's crazy. It's a lot of smoke in here. Um, yeah, I just, I just find that to be kind of weird, man. It's not that I'm, like, pointing the blame or saying it's bad. A lot of shit is, a lot of this shit is funny, realistically, as a man. 
and I don't know why, but even when I was growing up, I seen, um, I had watched Oz for like the first time, like four years ago. And I just laughed. Like the shit was funny to me. Like, yo, they was really violating niggas in that show. I'm like, wait, y'all violating like that? Get the fuck out of here. And it was like, it was so bad because they made it. I don't know how to say it. They, they, they made it seem like the shit was funny. Like that's how they, that's how they made the show. Like when niggas was getting beat up and stabbed and shit and the music that they were playing in the background, there's no wonder why I didn't watch this shit when I was younger. That shit was funny as hell. Niggas was getting poked up. Niggas got the head in there. Like niggas in the, niggas in the joint. Wow. Nigga. Like niggas in the joint. Wow, man. You see Oz? Come on, bro. Cause I remember the wave. The wave back then was HBO was on fire, right? HBO had three classic shows, groundbreaking shows. The top show out of those were The Sopranos, The Wire, and Oz. In that order, Sopranos, The Wire, and Oz. Remember that. Just classic. Goat shows, man. Goat shows. Hey, they got tight clothes in wardrobe, yeah, man. No, 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 no about that. Hey, man, we gonna go to that party, man. You, you wanna come? Sure, sure, sure. Is women here? No women? Ex- just executives, man. Hey, no women here? Nah, y'all trying to play my butt, man. Yo, chill. Y'all been trying to play my butt all afternoon. Yo, pause. Yo. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Brother, what the fuck? Yo, I can't with these niggas, man. These niggas are cyber cooning. That's all they're doing right now. They're cyber cooning. Y'all, y'all heard of cyber bullying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. This is cyber cooning. Cooning. Cyber intergalactic cooning. Cooning. All right? And, and, and hold up, where my shit at? Hold up, just because. Just because I haven't played that in a while. And this is grade A nigga shit. Nigga shit. Hold up, hold up. Nigga, 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 nigga shit. You dig? Hold up, hold up, hold up. That's a nigga. <laughs> That's a nigga. White people smell like dogs. Oh, you remember this, Tucker? Remember Tucker? Hold up. White people smell like dogs. What the fuck, Tuck? Tucker? What the? (laughs) Yo, niggas is burnt, man. Niggas is fried out here, man. Hold up, just because. Shout out to Wack 100. Hold up. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Them niggas sitting there like, nah, man, we just, we just chill. We smoking cigars, drinking. I crashed out over these shit, nigga. But I done been to jail before, niggas right? Playing, like, yo, I can only imagine talk with his manager like, hey, man, <laughs> he keep trying to play with my ass, dog. What the? Yeah, I'm about to turn this off. Yeah, I'm going. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Because they're making this shit more respectable than what, you know. But like I said, these are young niggas. So these are like, you know, immature Suburban niggas, they ain't even from the hood, man. Embarrassing. But these guys were the ones. Briefly, 
going back and forth with Fresh and Fit, but also known to point out a lot of the fuckery and foolishness of Fresh and Fit. Um, they're kind of similar, and it's kind of like, now that I think about it, it is kind of like this generic, dry variation of Abba and Preach. And that's not even a compliment, because, you know, I'm not really a fan of Abba and Preach much either. <clears throat> but it's kind of like, they're kind of like that, you know. So, to each his own, but I, I don't know. I just don't, you know. Maybe we should skip it, skip a little bit. That way I can still make this a segment. How about we do that? You're not homosexual. They got... They got a filtering out process. Whoa, 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 hold up, 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 hold up. You just chilling, smoking cigars, drinking. Yeah, you can't get me drunk. Fuck. I do think this is true, though. It's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If it is, it's he's not the one to tell us. <laughs> I'm about to say one nigga says, "Yeah, I do think it's true, though." Unfortunately. What man? Oh. Have you been to these parties personally? Have you seen them? You can't. You can't get. That's a Doggy Diamonds question. Shout out Doggy Diamonds. You can't get. You can't. Hey, yo, salute to the OG Doggy Diamonds. He black. Y'all already know. He black. He a black. He one of them old school New York niggas, man. Legend. Old school New York niggas. Gotta respect them. Old school New York niggas. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're, they're a different breed of Negroes. I'll just say that. Um, these were the ruckus, cause a ruckus, throw a trash can at your windshield, throwing 40 ounces off of the fucking rooftop type of behavior type of, type of Negroes, right? Um, these were the Timberlands during the summertime with the shorts type of Negroes, okay? Just letting y'all know. Heavy hitters. Old niggas. You can't, you can't make it to the real party because somewhere, if, you, if you're if not homosexual, Whoa. They, got, they got a filtering out process. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yo, I'm, I'm clipping that. Yo, I'm clipping <laughs> If you're not a homosexual, <laughs> yo, I'm clipping that. Yeah, I'm clipping that. We clipping that. We moving on because this is getting graphic. I don't, I don't even want to go further, man. I'm going to say some things that I probably shouldn't say that that will put, you know, the, the, the pod in jeopardy. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I'm just not beat for the fuck shit. A lot of booty boy activity. A lot of booty badman activity going on a lot of um rainbow power ranger activity going on respectfully and um i'm just not beat six minutes and 17 seconds all right yeah i gotta grab that that shit's funny they said this nigga said if you're not a homosexual they filter you out <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yo that's sick yo that's wild bro <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. Damn. He said, if you not, if you not busting it open and doing booty badman activity, you're out, man. They're going to filter you out. Violation. Outright violation, dude. Shit is embarrassing. 
can't believe these niggas. And see, the people, and, and this is just my opinion. When you reach a certain level to get a podcast to where that's at, or not even a podcast, a YouTube channel to where that YouTube channel is at, they got to know that there's some shit that you can say and some shit you can't say. And they saying a lot of shit that you really shouldn't say in public. But they just riding it off, pause, as, you know, jokes and all that. I find that to be interesting. Hold up. They got they got a filtering out process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're stylists. They have you out and about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You can't out. make it to the real party because somewhere, if, you, if you're not a homosexual. Hold up, hold up. And you can't make it to the real party because somewhere if you if you're not a homosexual, they got they got a filtering out process. <laughs> yeah, that's a per- yeah, that was perfect editing skills by yours truly, Jersey Judah. Hold up, and here's here's the premiere. You can't make it to the real party because somewhere if you if you're not a homosexual, they got they got a filtering out process. Wow. That's a nigga. <laughs> Yo, booty bad man. In the stylist, they'll, they'll have you out and about because they trying to drug you. So you try to play with your butt. Late at night That's and they'll see if you if, if you a meatball, your boy he hit his blunt. You ain't seen a blanket boy. Like, bro, take this drink right here. And you like, hold on, bro. Listen, homie, I ain't, I ain't with that. And dudes, some dudes get drunk. Like, I've been in studios with artists, famous artists. And I seen niggas take a bottle that wasn't theirs and they in the studio all boozy. I'm mean, I'm out. Whoa, I whoa, whoa, that whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, no. No, stop, bro. Not the Cosby crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. I've seen him do it. Damn. Yo, I'm sick. Yo, I'm I'm sick to my stomach. Yo, we gotta we fuck. We gotta we gotta end this segment right now. All right, because it's already over an hour. It's an hour, close to an hour and three minutes. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The show will continue. Be right back. All right, part two. Chilled out for a bit, for a little bit. I was starting um, segment two a while ago, but I had to take a piss. And then got a little lazy. It's still, well, it's actually 1046. Jeez, time just flies, man. Anyway, we got to move on to this Doc Rich video. This is the same video. I had found this out earlier, but I kind of want to hear Doc Rich's perspective, at least a little of his perspective of the co-founder of BLM from Rhode Island uh, supporting Trump. So we're going to jump into that. So without further ado, let's continue. All right. Back at it again, and the liberal media isn't going to like this one too much. Like, share, comment, and hit that subscribe button if you are new. And let's start, man. 
The co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, is endorsing former President Trump and calling out the Democrats for what he calls years of racist policies. Watch. You know, we've been used and abused for so long. That party, they don't value our vote. Uh, their policies are basically um, racist policies. I believe it's a racist party. Donald Trump, is, he's the opposite. He's, he's going to tell you how, how it is. He's going to give it to you straight. Trump has done more for the black community than I can, any president I can think of in my lifetime. And he's not alone in his criticism. President Biden faces dismal approval numbers among black voters in key swing states. Joining us now, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, Mark Fisher. Mark Fisher is in key swing states. Joining us now, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, Mark Fisher. Mark, thanks so much for joining the program. Um, you know, This is my favorite story of the day because it identifies with what I've seen in the barbershop. All the brothers, for some reason right now, are turning tides right now. And I, I just wonder, what is the big reason? I think personally, it's the duplicity of the Democrats. Mm. The hypocrisy. Um, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We, we understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. And it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Yeah, I, I their, keep... party, their, their policies actually strike at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family. Yeah, so you, know, you were part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, you founded it there. And now you're saying, you're, you're not saying the entire Republican Party. You're saying Donald Trump. So what is it about Donald Trump? Is it the economics? Uh, you noted the black family. What is it going to take for him? To so <coughs> when I first heard this last night, <coughs> right away, I was immediately thrown, I don't know, just thrown in a loop pretty much. I was like, wait, what? Now, I went through Benny Johnson's, went through Benny Johnson's video last night talking about this. And the reason why I wanted to hear Doc Rich's point of view is because, like me, Someone who I guess naturally would incline to believe that most of, if not all, BLM supporters are in fact liberal and to be more specific, Democrats. Another thing to keep in mind is that he's not saying nothing direct about the Republican Party. He's actually just talking about Trump. So for the sake of saying, he was pretty much saying that, you know, Trump himself, and like I said before, he's gotten a bad rap. You see the you see the picture for the episode. Okay. Donald Trump posted up with reggae legends. Reggae legend okay um super cat shaba ranks donald trump no that is not a doctored photo the picture is not fake 
picture's not fake whatsoever. Picture is very real. The event that took place was very real, okay? Trump's reputation with the blacks was very real before he ran as a Republican and before he spoke out against Barack Obama. You know it and I know it. There's no reason to go back and forth about it. I just wanted to point that out. Let's continue. Sure up this support amongst uh, black voters. Well, I just, I just think that it's going to take information. A lot of people are misinformed. They don't really understand because they don't educate themselves on, on Donald Trump as a person and his history. Um, but if they do that, and it's going to take, you know, leaders, educated leaders, getting the word out there. Um, I think that it, it'll happen on its own and it'll be organic because um, personally, I love the man. I mean, how could you not like oh, if, shit. If a real man? How could you not relate to someone like that? <clears throat> yeah, he, he, that's facts. That's facts. And I've touched on that uh, in previous videos. It's it's the education, right? You, people have to be educated on who Trump it truly is and what he truly supports because the Democrats have done a unfortunately a great job at uh you know smearing donald trump and making it seem as if he's somebody that he's really not right that that's been their tactic is trump bad trump bad trump bad trump racist trump this trump that trump this. you know it's just repeated repeated um these different statements over over time and you know it's kind of marinated in people's minds because they've heard it so many times that they automatically think this is who this guy actually is and, uh, you know, for a while, I, I kind of was one of those people, you know, I, at, at one point in time, I didn't really care for Donald Trump. Right. And then I thought to myself, why do I dislike this man? And I couldn't answer the question. And that bothered me. Right. When, 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 when I sat down and actually asked my, why do I dislike this guy? And I myself could not answer that question. Then I knew there was a problem. I knew there was a problem. Let me actually look into this guy. Let me actually see what he's actually about. You guys have watched the journey right here on this channel. I made it no secret. So, what what is y'all opinion? Like, directly, and maybe I'll leave a poll. I haven't done that in a while. Like, what's y'all personal opinion of Trump? And I mean, and actually not even personal. What's your professional opinion of Trump? What I mean by professional opinion is however you felt about him as a celebrity, as an entertainer, means essentially nothing compared to the man who was in office for the four years that we had him. Um, I want to know what y'all opinion would be of somebody like Donald Trump, because with everything going on. A lot of people would actually say they miss Donald Trump. Now, of course, the kicker would be if you were to ask these people years ago, well, how do you feel about Donald Trump? They'll tell you they don't like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a racist. CNN's had an article that, that said this, or CNN went over a story about Trump doing this, that's racist, doing that, that's racist. It's all bullshit. And now the blacks is waking up. The blacks. This I haven't always thought this way, right? <laughs> That's been no secret. I, I've made no secret of that. It's right here. I ain't deleted any videos or anything like that. It's all here for you to see and to check out. Um, so 
I, I, I think if people took the approach that I kind of did, where you know I went into it with a completely open mind, I didn't care where it led me. I just wanted to figure out the truth. What is the truth about both parties, and what's the truth about Donald Trump? That's all I care about. That's all I care. I'm not going to let my bias or what I previously knew affect how I think. I'm going to listen to what these people have to say on both sides of the aisle, right? I'm going to read your comments and see what you guys have to say, and then I'm going to go from there. And look where we are today. So, I, like, like I said, I think if people took that approach to, um, you know, figuring out who Donald Trump is and why. Look, I kind of knew. I knew the game was rigged against Trump from when Trump was running and the Republicans were talking just as bad as the Democrats about him. So me, myself, not really knowing much or even judging Trump directly, seeing where Trump was at with mainstream media kind of already told me that he was against those people because they're against him for some reason. Um, but then when he won, of course, a lot of people, you know, turned the other cheek and then other people kind of never gotten over it. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. It's this and that. When I seen um, like the numbers, it's it's a numbers game. Not just for you getting in the office, but you staying in the office, your approval rate and how people view certain policies that you stand on and all these things. It's a numbers game politics that's why with any number get involved it gets it gets political when you work you got people in the office you got more of the political office corporate scene that kind of run things by their own rules and if you rub them the wrong way you're pretty much out of a job um if you're like me you can kind of just go from one end to the next end without really dealing with many people you know what i'm saying a, a lot of people they try to they try to get themselves into the corporate scene by sort of kissing ass and selling people out and doing all that type of fuck shit. You know, people that get to a certain point, you can get to that point without doing that. You just got to be about business. When I'm on the clock, it's about business. Even when I podcast and I'm on the clock, like I'm going to do tonight, it's still about business. Because when I'm done, I still got shit to handle. And I'm still on the clock. Um, in a working atmosphere, as a man today in general, you kind of have to be on guard, not not just for what you say, but how you react to what women say. That's, that's when the women begin complaining, and now they're going to HR because men are ignoring them instead of men harassing them. Do you get it? There is a major um, portion of this country that supports Donald Trump. I think that 90 percent of people in this country would support Donald Trump. Ninety. I actually don't believe that number. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is why, like I said, I'm non-biased in this situation. Although I support Trump, if someone can give me a fair, not even a good reason, give me a fair reason why. Biden should remain president, then I'll leave people, I'll leave liberals alone. I'll leave y'all alone. Because y'all been fucked up, because when y'all sided with Biden, y'all had no idea the powers that he really has. 
See, Biden's one of them silent leaders. He got he got he got money and all that shit. And I'm actually starting to believe that he's playing a fucking um what's the mob guy's name? Who act crazy. Um he act he act crazy and shit. He would walk around the city with with a bathrobe on and shit. And people thought he was crazy until they figured out this nigga was making deals and shit and getting people whacked. Like all types of crazy shit. Like I forgot the nigga's name, man. Known figure though. Known mafioso, uh greaseball Italian guinea guinea nigga. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guineas out there, you know, out there in uh Jersey Shore area. Y'all already know. Y'all light skinned niggas to me, respectfully. You dig? Anyway, let's keep going. You're gonna always have that ten percent in my opinion that will always stand against it. But I, I believe if people took the approach that I did, 90% of this country would stand behind Donald Trump 1,000%. I think everything is so split that I don't think that's the case. I think it would still roughly, might be 60-40. I think Trump would have a landslide of 60% and Biden would probably fall by the wayside with 40 I think that's as much as you're going to get when it comes to dominating. Reason I say this, the it's not just Trump and, you know, Biden like everybody thinks it is. You know, some people only look at it that's like a that's like the main event, right? You still got you still got a good percentage of people that's going to vote for um Robert F Kennedy. You got a good amount of people that that may vote for other people. So I don't think 90% of America would vote for Biden. But I do think if Trump, if Trump, I mean, no, I'm talking about Trump. I don't think 90% of people would actually support Trump or vote for Trump. But if Trump was elected, say tomorrow, 90% would support him. And I've said this all the way from the beginning, the silent supporters, you gotta, you gotta love them, but you also gotta hate them, right? They're the people that listen. They're the people that do this, do that. But they don't say nothing. And then you see them publicly and they say, oh, man, I listen to the one joint you talk about. I'm like, what the? F-? You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas that I wouldn't even regularly talk to. But those are like silent supporters. They're not going to promote your shit, but they'll listen. You know, even if they like your shit, people don't realize how important sharing somebody's content is. It's more important than, than, um, Donating. I don't. I don't have donations. It's more important than that. Getting the shit out there. You know what I mean. Get more people involved. People are so. People are so quick to jump to like money. You know. I'm not. I'm not hurting for money. Respectfully. So. I don't gotta do. I don't gotta do no type of bullshit. No type of fuckery. Oh man, if you got a chance, any spare change, like, nigga, get the fuck. What I look like. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean. Let's get back into the fuckery. I mean, niggas is riding with Trump. I've been saying this for a while. Y'all know this now. It's out there. It's in the public. Um, I'm not. I wasn't saying that because I fuck with Trump. Because realistically, I don't identify with anybody when it comes to what I identify with. If that makes sense. Meaning, a white guy can support Donald Trump, and I can support Donald Trump. But I may not agree with his reason of supporting Trump. He may not agree with my reason of supporting Trump. Right? But some people are t- two-dimensional. So it's like, okay, we both support the same thing. Let's band together, brother. And wait, what? Come on, man. 
Come on now. Said January 6th behavior. There was allegedly a lot of feds that were involved in that. I think I mentioned that before. Thousand percent. But also that's up to us. That's up to us because the mainstream media isn't going to educate the population on Donald Trump. The mainstream media isn't going to watch the clips that I watch here with you guys on this channel. So it's up to us to present these videos and uh, this information to these folks because mainstream media isn't going to do it. So that's that's on us. That falls on our hands. You know, the if, if this country lives or dies... It's on our hands. Oh, God. That's just the truth about it. And we obviously don't want to see this country crumble. So what are we going to do about it? That's my question. What are you going to do about it? Watches every morning, so I'm sure he's true. A lot of these brainwashed liberals are just going to sit at home, come up with some fucking excuse, come up with a reason why things are the way they are, even though... Biden has been in office for now three years. People will still blame Donald Trump to this fucking day when it comes to our worldly conflicts. It is false. There's no science. There's no evidence involved in any dealings with Russia. There's no fucking evidence and science involved with any corruption involved with Russia, I should say. Um, And going forward, all the shit that these other people were saying about, you know, the machines, the voting counting, the vote, the vote counting machines, all that shit, the malfunctions with that. People were written off as conspiracy theorists. You know, people were fucking harassed. People were, you know, damn near cyber stalked for it. And now you got a judge that say that, you know, realistically, the vote counting machine is all unconstitutional. So, you know how you motherfuckers feel about the Constitution and shit. Well, if all the people were complaining about such system going on 2020, what does that say about the accuracy of the actual results of such 2020 election? Now, everybody previously who would talk about this after 2020 was just seen as a sore loser. Oh, well, you lost. Well, we we lost an election that took 10 days to supposedly gather all the ballots. And you had you you had supposed machines that were supposed that were there, I guess, to make things faster, but it made things more complicated. So you gave a lot of us a reason to point these things out and question what you do in the next election. And we're on you. We we're we're gonna pay attention very closely to the tactics and the shit that y'all try to do to throw this election off. As you're saying this, we looked at some of the polls for Trump over uh, over Biden in the battleground states. In 2020, it was eight percent. Now in 2023, he has 22, and that's just not black men. So uh, election. So eight percent to 22 percent. What did I say? And that was that was a that was from a, a little bit of back, I think. So eight percent to 22 percent. So you got one more year, pretty much at this point, right? Because it's at the end, less than a year, technically. But less than a year away from the 2024 election, blacks are already up 22%. Now, I've already stated that if they get to 30-something percent, you can pretty much call the election a done deal. 
the Hispanic the Hispanic vote has gone up. Um, the Hispanic network Univision um, had Trump grace the presence of these people, and you know shut the network down for like five hours. Had everybody complaining. Everybody was mad at Univision. You know how dare these brown people um, let a former president, former Republican president, you know, onto the program. And then they got really crazy. They was like, yo, they had Biden's advisor who was supposed to come and respond to the speech like a week later or like two days later. And them niggas was like, nah, we don't want them there. Told the Biden administration to skedaddle. You dig? Shout out to Univision, man. Real niggas, man. Real brown niggas. Election is right around the corner. If you had the opportunity to talk to the former president, I'm sure he's watching right now. What would you tell him? Call me by myself, old man. I'll stop for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, uh, I- I'm fascinated by you. What you what, why did you, he's watching right now? What would you tell him? Call me by myself, old man. I'll stop for Trump. <laughs> Mark, stop. Uh, it, did he say stop for Trump? I don't know what he's. I, I don't even know what he said. He black. He black. Fascinated by you. Why, why did you end up leaving Black Lives Matter? Or are you still affiliated with it? No, no, no. I'm still affiliated with it. Um, all day. Because the thing about it is, I'm my message that I preach and 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 that I tout is unity. It's a message of unity. It's unity driven. I want to bring together all the marginalized groups from the. Now, this is a question that I asked before. If a founder can have this way of thinking, then what would the ways of the people he teaches think? Um, And the reason I asked the question this way, and it sounds retarded, is because I took martial arts growing up, all right? And we were taught I was taught by, you know, a dude. Well, the the, the master instructor was this brolic black dude built like a fucking brick house, right? A steel brick house. Um, knuckle push-ups, uh, fingertip push-ups, all types of crazy retarded shit. Um, 50 jumping jacks, 20 regular push-ups, 20 jumping jacks. 10 knuckle push-ups, shit like that, right? And because of that type of discipline and because of that type of endurance that we were able to tolerate, we were, we were known, although I only won like one medal technically for sparring, but we were known for going to the events in like Mount Pocono and shit and competing and pretty much winning or at least getting into the top five. But, um, it was the it was the master instructor that kind of hardened us up, you know, because a lot of people there, they were soft. I saw a lot of niggas come up, bellies out. By the time we were like a year and a half into it, I was already a, a black belt candidate, what they call a Chodambo um, for uh, Tang Sudo. Um, by that time, the people that I seen come in with the guts these niggas had six packs, man. We was out there during the summertime, doing the workouts in the morning. We go to this field. It's this open, beautiful field. But if I go back there today, I'll pass out only because, like, it's like PTSD. It's like a traumatic 
it's like a location of where like a lot of brutality took place, a lot of hard, um, just brutal workouts. But motherfuckers was doing it. It was one of the things that kind of kept me. I want to say humble, but it definitely, it definitely was something. And some people take this the wrong way with the term humility, but it was something of humility. And it was the type of humility that builds a man rather than break a man. Barges and bring them to the center because we're stronger together as a, as a one nation under, uh, indivisible under God. Yeah. Max. Max Fisher, I, I think all Americans can go with a message of unity. We thank you so much for coming on the program. I hope you'll come back and check in with us. I appreciate you. Keep it good work, Lawrence. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, um, yeah. Uh, I also got this other clip that I want to show you guys of a guy by the name of Dr. Umar. Hopefully, I can keep this clip in. (laughs) A guy that, like, niggas don't know who Dr. Umar is, man. Stop it. He black. Yeah, Dr. Umar. All these niggas, right? And I've noticed this sort of shift but I've always acknowledged Tommy Sotomayor to be the first black guy that I've seen who not just every once in a while put on a MAGA hat every episode this nigga's in he has the MAGA hat and niggas that comment would be like yo man this nigga's on this nigga a coon look at the Trump hat he a coon Tommy a coon And even though, even at that time where I didn't even know much about Trump, I didn't check out the 2016, um, I didn't check out the 2016 presidential debates until like 2017, 2018. And I knew after that, I was like, okay, Trump, Trump's that nigga. I knew it. I was like, I knew something about this nigga. Like, cause I'm saying to myself, why they hate this white man so much? You telling me another group of white men who are known for being racist themselves can say this other white man is a racist and nobody really was able to point out the hypocrisies like, wait, that doesn't sound right coming from y'all. What's what's the deal? What's going on, family? But now we got, um, you know, Umar Johnson supporting Trump or he he says something positive about Trump. They can't really speak directly good about Trump because then in a lot of ways they would be hypocrites of what they said in the past. But they they're starting to you know Tyreek Nasheed has also said good things about Trump because he realized that well compared to what Biden's doing, Trump actually did a lot better for black people than other presidents, including Obama. We gotta face reality video i may have to cut it out because of copyright reasons so um yeah if you don't see it i'll explain what we only need the audio we need the audio after this but we need the audio the audio i can show you guys obviously because it ain't on youtube yet because i'm just recording it now but here you go people in america never get anything when they vote people in america like never get anything when they vote So how do they motivate us to vote if we never get nothing when we do? Fear. 
Yep. Black people are the only constituency in this country who vote out of fear. In other words, I'm not voting to stop police brutality because they're not going to stop it. I'm not voting to change mass incarceration. I don't know. Listen, I don't agree with everything he has to say, but I, I, I do agree Come with on. the overall message. Incarceration and not going to change it. I'm not voting to fix the schools. They're never going to fix them. So what you voting for? Because I'm afraid of what Trump might do. You see that? That's how we vote. Fear. Mm-hmm. Now, when the Jews go to the polls, when the Latinos oh, go to the polls, when the Arabs, the East Indians, the Anglo-Saxons go to the polls, Everybody they're else. going for concessions. I'm getting something out of this vote. I'm getting something that we already agreed upon before election day. Black people are getting nothing. We vote out of fear. Our motivation is fear. Joe Biden may do nothing. I hate to say this, but it's not even fear. Um, And this is towards people like, this is the people, this is almost towards the people like Umar Johnson, right? Um, When it comes to black people, they're motivated ironically enough off of ignorance they're motivated off of not even understanding what's taking place and having to be guided by some network some news anchor some political party on the left democrats socialist communists at this point and that's always been the that's always been the voting scheme for most black people <coughs> Democrats, without a doubt. Blue. Left. For you. But Donald Trump will be worse. Uh-huh. See how that works? <laughs> this is how they get us out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. black man is the only one in the voting line voting because he's scared yeah. of what the other man might do. <laughs> yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And and, and I, I've touched on that previously. I, I, I've i always used the whole restaurant analogy where... You know, I don't think Doc Rich really understands what he means by what he was saying. So let me kind of break it down. I've mentioned this briefly before. I think I even did an episode about it in the sense that every race needs a boogeyman. Or in this case, every country... America always needs a boogeyman. Even if that boogeyman is not in the country, Saddam Hussein was the boogeyman. Bin Laden was the boogeyman. Where is Bin Laden? Bin Laden was on milk cartons, for Christ's sakes. You know, everybody was searching for these people. These are the boogeymans. Adolf Hitler, a man who's been dead for a number of decades, people still see him as the most evil man, the boogeyman, and sort of this cause and effect that he had with a certain group of people, it kind of transcended generations. So now people like Donald Trump, who never had anything bad to say about Jewish people, happened to have a decent, if not good, relationship with Israel when he was president and was able to get Israel to sit down with Saudi Arabia with the peace treaty that... Y'all niggas forgot about. I have, I have to remind y'all every now and then, you know. When all this shit was taking place, everybody was silent. A few people on CNN acknowledged it, and I give the, I gave those people credit. Some of those people, ironically, don't work for CNN anymore, so maybe that had something to do with it. Who knows? You know, speculation. I'm black. All right? 
How much of this nigga shit do we got left? All right, let's keep going. Pull up to an establishment. You order your food, right? At, at, at the order window, at the order mic, whatever. You pull up, you pay, and then you pull up to the last window to receive your order. And then they point at the other establishment across the street and say, well, they stole all the buns. That's the Democrat Party. That is the Democrat Party. They point the finger at Republicans and say, oh, well, Republicans did X, Y, and Z, so we can't do what we promised we were going to do for you, so we got you next time. I mean, to be realistic, that can be said on both parties. I mean, let's really be real about it. Um, did the Republicans bring everything that they promised? No, not really. Do the Republicans have something called rhinos that are just as bad as Democrats, if not worse, because they're considered Republicans? Absolutely. I don't take I don't <coughs> I don't just take the side of even to an extent, the so-called conservative, because I only have conservative values and views on things. I won't go around as a cookie cutter conservative, but I have morals. You know, I have morals. I think that's something that most men don't have, which is why men are so willing to crash out over a bitch. And um, it's pathetic. I'm sick of it. Sick of hearing about it. These guys are weak. Absolutely pathetic. You wouldn't keep pulling up to that restaurant, would you? If you if you ordered the food, they said that they can get you the food that you ordered. You pulled up and you paid for the food, and then you pulled up to the last window to receive your order, and then they pointed at another establishment and said, "Oh, well, they took all the buns, so we can't fulfill your order." But come back. Pause. 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 They said he took all the buns. Nigga, that's suspect. You took all the buns. What? This sound wild. You're not going to keep going to that establishment. You're going to say, well, this is some BS. First, y'all promised me. They don't got no buns. Pause. Then I showed up and did my part, and you still didn't deliver. So so, so what's going on here? No I, buns, I, I gave you my money. I gave you my vote, and you still nothing? So no buns, bro. Is, no buns. Why do people keep pulling Pause. up to the Democrat Party again? And the answer is there. It's because the Democrat Party, in my humble opinion, uses the fear tactic. I'm going to be real with you, and this one, I'm going to stop it. Um, and I'm, and I'm going to be direct. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to tell y'all niggas this straight up. I'm going to let y'all niggas know this shit straight up as a black. Um, the Democratic Party is no more than a prostitution ring. The Democratic Party, I'm, I, I got to get my, my sound worked out a little bit. Hold up. The Democratic Party is nothing more going forward than a prostitution ring. Whole lot of niggas out here getting sold out. Niggas out here are going to be tapped. I'm telling you, tap dancing season is coming up. 2024 is coming up. You will see these white people coon out, these Caucasoid coons. The Caucasoid coons are just excessive panderers to blacks. They are just outright vicious and out of pocket. I remember 2020, you saw this nigga uh, was running for office somewhere. I think in like Florida or some shit. This nigga came to a rap concert. He went to a rap concert. He went to a rap concert. Look, I'm not lying to y'all. I'm not sure. I don't. It was some local rapper. 
He went to a rap concert, ran on stage, started jumping, really cooning. This nigga was cooning. He was cooning. He's a white guy. He was cooning. Y'all want to know what cooning is? Look at that white guy who went to that concert, politician. He out there jumping around in the audience. He he had rhythm, though. I give it to him. He's from the hood. He got to be from the hood. He had too much rhythm, and he had too much energy. He saw that that was his time to shine. That was That's how he looked at it. He already knew what time it was. It was his time to shine. And he showed out, you know? <laughs> that white boy, yo. Yo, I'm telling you, this cracker showed out, bro. I'm sorry. I had to use that term just to prove it. This cracker really showed out, dude. It was disgusting. Nigga had rhythm and everything, bopping around stage. And I remember it because it was in the news. It was in the, it was in the fucking, uh, I forgot what news it was. It was in the news, yo. I just started crying. I was like, yo, this nigga had to win. I forgot where it was at. I would look it up. This nigga had to win. Niggas in the audience was going. They they was feeling it, man. Pause. They was really digging the energy. Pause. Shit was shit was absurd. But no, the uh, yeah we know tap dancing season's coming up. Um, twenty twenty four tap dancing season is coming up. I repeat. Do not be fooled. The Caucasoids will be shucking and jiving for the black vote in no time. I want y'all to brace yourselves. I want y'all to take a couple of deep breaths before dealing with the everyday white liberal because they're going to be out of pocket, okay? They're going to be giving out Biden for black pamphlets. They're going to be giving out Biden for black t-shirts. They're going to be giving out a whole lot of horse shit, all right? I just want y'all to know that, respectfully. The Democratic Party is nothing more than the prostitution ring. All its victims, it's an entity, you dig? So all its victims are mindless, spineless, anti-American, anti-Republican, anti-guns, anti-freedom minions. All of these people are used to the hypocrisy, so all of them participate in such hypocrisy. All of them are used to being lied to, so as they represent whatever they represent, they're used to lying to others, okay? It's very simple. If you have morals and you can separate yourself from people regardless of the numbers of them, if you don't fucking agree with them, you don't fucking agree with them. And you stand on what you say and you stand your ground, that means something. Compared to a person that's spending most of their time trying to fit into the next group of niggas. Because they don't know what the fuck's going on. They dumb as shit. They don't know. They all burnt out. They don't know what the fuck's going on. To have some level, to have some... To have some form of principle at the end of it all is what matters to me. It's a lot of people that get a lot of money. They get they get a lot of that money doing very, you know, suspicious things. A lot of niggas that's from certain environments 
they're not paying attention to the activity that's taking place in order for them to get the money. They're just paying attention to the money because in their mind, they're willing to do that and more to get the same amount. And that's not really what it's about. The Democratic Party is a prostitution ring. It's victims, like I said, mindless, spineless, jabronis, curtain jerkers, jobbers. Do as they're told, play by the rules, still get nowhere type of people. And for the sake of the argument, you can say that a lot of people who are considered conservative are in the same category. And I agree. Because what what worst type of person would it be today to be but a white conservative? Oh, you have values? You wanna you wanna get married? You wanna have children? Ugh. That's modern women today. In a nutshell. Not all, not all. Not all, but we talking about modern women. We're not talking about women. I think I've broken that down, the difference between, you know, a woman and a modern woman. A modern woman goes along with the trends, goes along with the exact or modern thing, the modern fashion. So just like the weather, she is subject to change. You know what I'm saying? When the temperature's temperature's hot, it's hot. It's a heat wave. When it's cold, it's a blizzard. All right? A bitch's heart holds no core values that a man can really. And this is the reason why I, I believe that men and women are where they're at today. Um, A lot of men and women are just not compatible. And the reason I say this is when you have a percentage of women who just want valuable men and they don't have valuable physique, they don't have valuable characteristics, valuable qualities, um, anything of that sort to offer. It's almost like a dummy mission for them. So it's always comical to watch them crash out because they crash out in their 30s. I'm 35, nigga. I was chilling. Since I turned 30, I was I was cool. It was before being 30, not knowing what the fuck I was doing in my 20s and getting lost in the bullshit during that time to kind of put me on track to being 30 and going forward. You know what I'm saying? So today I look back and I laugh at the shit. But at the time, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I'm black. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, but I knew I was going to do something. You see certain niggas, don't matter where you go, there's always wherever you go, there's there's niggas that's like stationary. That's the that's the term I'm gonna use. The stationary Negro. You got the stationary Negro. The stationary Negro is uh a guy who just doesn't go anywhere, doesn't do anything, has no way of earning anything. And any other person who's doing better than him, he expects something from them. Niggas ain't doing shit. Niggas ain't trying to do nothing, but they'll they'll try to come up off of you. You dig? And it's always one of those situations where you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fall back. You gonna have to fall back, cause niggas don't respect niggas don't respect boundaries like that, and that's the, that's one of the things that I kind of realized. Niggas don't really respect boundary like that. <clears throat> In terms of like what you do on your own time is what you do. 
there's things that I like to do, like music. I don't like to incorporate anybody into into music besides the podcast. I play music in the beginning. That's it. Or my music goes on SoundCloud, and that's it. It's like, yo, you still make beats? I'll tell niggas, nah, I don't. I stop. In reality, I just stopped dealing with niggas. I just kind of, I realized once I was able to kind of fall back and, um, you know, have more of my personal space. Most people, most people don't appreciate their personal space. I don't get it. Most women don't appreciate their personal space. Wink, wink. I'll just leave it at that. Because we were talking about the modern women anyway. And I wanted to end this on a red pill note because, you know, this is technically, you know, a red pill perspective podcast or a podcast from a red pill perspective. Um, when I when I first like when I first heard about sort of like the back and forth with men and women about certain issues, I kind of understood both sides at first. Then I kind of just fell back and I realized that in a lot of ways, the women, the women ask for too much because where they're at, they have so much access to what's around them that they don't really have to sit back and consider the consequences or repercussions yet. They're not in their late 20s. Some of these bitches are not even in their mid 20s. They're getting into their 20s. All right. Now, a good a good percentage of women weren't down with that shit and they ended up getting married or they ended up in long term relationships that eventually ends up in marriage or they already have kids with a guy that they're still with and they're raising the child together. This this isn't this isn't the same situation for you. all But for others, it's kind of been known that, you know, women today kind of take advantage of all these things. So, so the entire, like, um, like the entire me too and sort of like human resource generation of women that came forward, it kind of was a reflection of what their intentions were to begin with. I'll give you an example. And you, and you hear about this all the time, but it's kind of more direct now that I give this example. You always have the workplace where if it's, I would say, 60, 40, maybe even 70, 30 in terms of male dominant workplace. You got the women that work in the offices. You got the women who are the secretaries. You got the women who, you know, answer the phones and and shit like that. Right. Okay. If a conversation comes up and you get acquainted with a woman who works as a secretary and y'all go back and forth, y'all flirt every now and then. She doesn't have to pull the plug and say anything crazy. A woman who's there in that room while he makes the comment that she's used to hearing and she likes anyway that she'll laugh at, she'll laugh at it. But the other woman will take that shit the wrong way and take that motherfucker right to human resources and the niggas finished, right? Eliminacion. Basura. All right, hold up, hold up. Where's my Spanish word? Um... I'm here tweaking. Hold up. I bet you her pussy can spit. I ain't even mean to hit that. Basuda. 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 All right. Tweaking. Basuda. All right. 
Yeah. You can't make it to the real party because somewhere, if you if you're not a homosexual, they got they got a filtering out process. That's a nigga. Absolutely despicable, absolute basura, um, trifling, trash, treacherous, <sighs> ridiculous. I mean, you name it, man. Pure fuckery with this episode. We got another episode coming up later on tonight. Let me just go through that playlist real quick so I can give y'all a sneak preview on what's to come. Which, by the way, will nine times out of ten be shared. Oh, fuck. When would that be shared? Yo, and by the way, I could go through... uh, I'm going to possibly go through some of Tucker Carlson and uh, uh, Trump's uh, little interview, little show that they had. Uh, yesterday on the 29th. So we're going to possibly go through that later as well. So I'm going to add that to the playlist. But we're going through a guy from Disney, a guy who was on uh, Major Pain, That's So Raven, Orlando Brown spazzing out, exposing these elites, allegedly, Secret Society, allegedly, uh, Booty Badman, allegedly, um, Booty warriors, allegedly. Booty goons, allegedly. Booty, um, um, I already said booty bandits. A a whole bunch of weird shit's going on. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Pause. Super duper pause. You dig? But yeah, it's 11.37. Almost 11.38, getting ready. And preparing to do my eight and hit the gate bars and black. But in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. You can hear all these children playing outside. Despicable. I'd be forgetting that, you know. I don't even care, though, realistically, because I know I've done this shit for years. So I know, like, even though they sound loud, you probably won't be able to hear it. But kids out here tripping. But, yeah, man, I'm going to be back later on tonight. Nine times out of ten, it will be uploaded tomorrow morning. But until next time, signing out. Peace.